that I'd rather not be, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mega Madness. Yeah, it's got more to offer than President Jack Tony thinks to the guy. Yeah. And let me tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Omega Z. Ken Cartes in D-Mania 4. Let me see it, let me see it loud. And let me to the point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation that Omega Z, Ken Cartes, is not happy with your decision. Yeah, I am the cream in the digital era entertainment. And there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you, Mario Bruno, you know that I'm the cream of the crop. I had to mute hey, myself. <laughs> I had to mute myself. <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm so glad I was muted that whole time. Same. Oh <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. If you haven't guessed already, we're talking wrestling on today's show because WrestleMania is literally right around the corner. And something that you may or may not be aware of is we are all ginormous wrestling fans. Um, so we're we're excited to bring you uh, this special episode where we discuss uh, a couple of things, wrestling, wrestling video games, and why wrestling hasn't really made an impact in esports. Uh, but before we get into that... Uh, We've got a full house in the show. Uh, D founder, <laughs> founder Mario Breno is joining us today. And uh, we have Wally back from his interdimensional travels. <laughs> oh, Ken. Ken. What? Why is Mario in my seat? Why is Mario in my seat? I don't know. Well, why is he in your Get seat? Oh my god. I was about to say, wait, wait, it's like he's at your house. <laughs> also, yeah, there's a, just a casual reminder. We are re- recording this remotely, as we have been for the oh, guys, majority of the pandemic Dino era. <laughs> so uh I got questions. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, we 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 also have uh, a whole show to get to. So uh can, please continue on, Ken. <laughs> Yes, thank you for having me having me back for, as 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 oh I mean I was gonna come back eventually. You know I was gonna pop back in. You know your boy, you know I I just didn't expect it this soon given everything you have going on. You got all the uh the D you got the D and D career taking off. Yeah man magpie games. I got a lot, yeah. <laughs> I I got a lot. I have a lot on my plate, but I had it. I had this day free, and I heard that you guys were gonna be talking about wrestling on this show, and I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. I am not gonna pass up a day <laughs> to talk about wrestling with my boys. So yes, let's talk about the graps. Let's talk about the wrestlings. Let's talk about the shoots. Let's talk about the. Let's talk about the good stuff. Let's build up some heat, guys. Let's build some good heat. Yeah, we'll build up some good heat. Let's talk about some of the things that have happened uh, this week in gaming. Uh, has anyone actually gotten to try the RE verse beta before they took it down today? No, I didn't, sadly. Did you? No. Okay. No. I was able to do one entire match, and then I got kicked mid-match. It was glorious. Oh, nice. Um, 
<laughs> good. That good. So, so what? what that one your, match uh, was great. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what are your first impressions uh, from what you were able to play? Uh, it's just generic third-person shooter with Resident Evil characters in it. Oh, okay. At least, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really get to like play much. I had one match. I killed like four dudes, and then like I got dropped because there was a bunch of matchmaking issues. There was a bunch of server connection issues. Uh, they took the beta offline to retool it before they bring it back. So, who knows? I'm hoping that they do. That they extend the beta deadline. They probably I, I will. Like, I would like because I, I would have got a chance to it. So it's like I'm kind of bummed, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it was it, it was it was fun. You know, I just don't know what the meat behind the game is. There there wasn't enough it, playability. Is it like that? Uh, it came out. I think it was the PS3 era, that uh, Resident Evil game. Yeah. So, is it like that? You're talking about Outbreak. Uh, yeah. No. It's oh, not okay. Court. <laughs> um, it's probably more in line to Resident Evil Outbreak, just with a heavier emphasis on multiplayer and PvP type stuff. Oh, that, um, that I like. That, okay, that's that. fair. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. I like that. Um, speaking of like Capcom... That. Oh, guys, guess what I've been playing? I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. I love Monster Hunter Rise, guys. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is so much fun. I am now going to list for several reasons why I love Monster Hunter Rise. Ahem. Reason number one, there is no Clutch Claw. Clutch Claw was stupid. Why did you put Clutch Claw inside of Monster Hunter World, Capcom? That was dumb. Reason number two, there's a puppy. I love puppies. You love puppies. I love puppies. You get to have a puppy. Whenever your dog yawns, I have the instinct to say, oh, who's doing a big yawn? Who's a good boy? Reason number three, it is a beautiful game. They got rid of the classic trumpet Monster Hunter intro, which is great, but now we have this great song being played that is so beautiful. It makes me feel like I'm watching an anime ending. Reason number four, um, you can have a cat and a dog at the same time, so basically you're going through your hunt with a little crew animal party, and it's so, okay, that's the only one I'm going to use. But the game is amazing, guys. I love Monster Hunter Rise. It's amazing on the Switch. I hope that it lasts forever. Back to you, Ken. I have one complaint about the game. <laughs> no complaints about no, the game. No, I have oh, one you. complaint, and it has to deal with my weapon. That's it. Okay. Once that's, again, that's Charge Blade gets absolutely nothing until you hit, like, HR4. <laughs> Yeah, like the, the, the charge blade switch skills. The the first charge blade switch skills you get are, are pretty lame. It's like it's, it's not, not even the. I'm talking about yeah. weapons. Like I'm sitting here. Yeah. I was literally running bone weapon until HR four. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I'm just sitting over here with my dude dudes and uh, making it funky. Yeah, everyone else has really nice, like has a nice variety of weapons. Switch axe, charge blade. Oh, we yeah. get nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dang, time for you to pick a new weapon. It's not my fault. I'm not picking a new weapon. I graduated from Dual Blades, which has apparently every single monster as a weapon. Okay. That, that's my only complaint, really. The game's really good. I like the quality of life changes that they made. Oh, yeah. The game is fantastic. Um, like, real, real talk, though, the game is fantastic. Honestly, this is... Um, because this is like the Monster Hunter made by the same devs of the Monster Hunter the games that got me into Monster Hunter. So it felt like... After playing World, which was made by the OG devs, playing this game felt like I was coming home. You know? Yeah. I was coming yeah. home to the first games that I played. I'm like playing it. I'm like, oh man, this is like, I was feeling really nostalgic. Like, I feel like this is how OG Monster Hunter players felt when they started playing World. So it, 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 
I love this game. I cannot gush enough about this game. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. Great if you want to, like, if there's people who didn't get into World and you're kind of, like, worried about getting them into World because World and Iceborne were so very intense, this is the perfect game to get people into, like, oh. if they were going to be into casual Monster Hunter. I, I just... I also just... I, I know they're going to be adding more monsters as, as time goes and everything. It's just, like... It feels like Endgame's a bit weak but I, I that's because i know they're going to be doing the dlc thing that's why yeah, yeah the, it's the dlc is going to be rolling through just like they did with world so and yeah, Iceborne. So. so that's why i have no fear it, about it's, it yeah it's, it's not really yeah. a, it's a complaint for now that yeah, like, it's for now yeah it's for a now, for now complaint and, and honestly <laughs> that was the same way when it came to world after before the dlc hit world had a very like oh this is it, it kind of ending yeah so, yeah I feel like that's like the part, and also that's kind of the part of the course with Monster Hunter, especially with uh, the G Gen with the G Gen devs. So if you played uh, Monster Hunter uh, Double Cross, the game just ends after you fight Glavinus. That's it. That that's it. That's that's it. It just that's it. That's Double Cross. It just cuts off. That's like uh, yeah. you do mean cross. cross. Yeah. You mean cross. cross. Yes, and cross. Yeah. Because Double fight Cross. Glavinus, that's it. The game yeah. is just over. That's like that's you finally hit uh, high rank and that's you it. hit the end of high rank and then you're going right to G. But it's like that's it. That's yeah. it. Just double cross like that. added so, that that jet elder dragon. Yeah, that double cross had all the DLC that that they wanted to put into yeah. this game. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't touched Monster Hunter outside of the demo, <laughs> uh, but what I have been playing. At least now that the servers are more stable, I've been going hard in Outriders. Oh boy, that which, game is so much fun. Which is such an amazing game. You know, server issues aside, uh, I, I don't like, I would normally ream other companies for stuff like this, but I don't blame People Can Fly because they're a much smaller studio. Um, they were also doing this as part of a publishing deal with Square Enix, and I'm pretty sure. They did not anticipate this game being as popular as it would have been. I'll be honest. I didn't think this. I, I didn't think this yeah. game was going to be popular. I, I felt like I, I didn't. I'm like real talk. I didn't think this game was going to be this good. Do you know? Do you know why like, I think this I happened? Not. You want to know why I think the server issue happened? Because this game, for some, because it launched day one on Games Pass. I think that's the reason why True. it had all the servers issues. Yeah, they didn't expect. Yep. That many people on yeah. Games Pass probably to download it. In all honesty, yep. Like th that Games Pass. I mean, the thing is, it helped the it helped the game. Yeah, but yeah. It probably just like overwhelmed the server because, like Ken just said, those that's this is a smaller company. They probably have smaller servers. They're not be, they're not probably relying on Squaresoft services. They're just using them as a publishing. So they probably didn't have all that server like power, expecting to be like, oh, okay, we didn't expect this many people. Yeah, this is also the first yeah. I think major day one launch for games pass because when i was watching the server debacle um every other region went up first before the u.s and the u.s has the largest population of games pass players yeah it does so that's why i think it was a games pass issue yeah um i wonder if they stole servers from avengers because <laughs> they're not using them. <laughs> you know, I was just about to say, <laughs> not like they're really using them. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, when your game manages to outlast and outnumber Avengers Day One players, 
or like Avengers initial launch week on its first day, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean Outriders is phenomenal. Um we but have, have no fear because PlayStation Now is here. Ha 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 ha. PlayStation Now. PlayStation uh, Now is uh, like PlayStation What's a PlayStation Now? now? Y- yeah, exactly. That coming from Ken worries me now. <laughs> and and I say this uh, having spent part of the the afternoon having to uh, wrestle with it. Pun definitely not originally intended, but I'm sticking with it because it was appropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, God. Where do I begin? Uh, I I know I wrote up uh, a piece over on our main website, digitallyorentertainment.com, uh, for comparisons of playstation now and xbox game pass and a few of the other uh services but playstation now always just frustrates me they it's very very much uh the the kind of service that sony does which is one step forward 15 steps back there there is so much potential so much just lying on the table and they just don't do anything with it and you know you you guys talked about the whole debacle with the previous gen shops starting to close down. That's you know a whole thing right there. But oh between God, that and their underutilization now. of now, like PlayStation now has a game that functionally does not work for PC players, specifically uh, Tron Evolution. <laughs> like how, how are you letting this slip away guys? This is, this is an equalizer for your platform. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's just, it's like you said, it's, they never seem to get it. Like, they try to get it, but they don't seem to get it. I, it's like when they say, like, hey, let me copy your homework, but I'm not going to put my I'm going to I'm not going to put my name on it. And I'm just going to, like, paraphrase everything you said. I, I'd like that's, to bring up that's the like point. using it as, as toilet paper after you've finished writing down the correct answer. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like that's what it basically feels like. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I feel like there was an old episode for one of our previous podcasts, not uh, like years ago during the PS3 era, where we had this exact conversation. I, I where it was like, <laughs> where we literally said, Sony, we love the Vita. We love everything about the Vita tech wise. Why would you, why would you hardware lock SD cards? Why would you do all these things that just no one wants to deal with? Or even like their like, pricing yeah. schemes. They, yeah. they, it's, oh, they, they never get it. Scheme. They never get it. Yeah, because PlayStation a- now, like I followed it since beta. Uh, that was part of why I, I was happy to do that deep dive uh, in the article, because it, it's been interesting watching them slowly start to kind of get it. But they could have had this from the get go. It could have been Xbox Game Pass before Xbox even thought to conceive of uh, cross pla- uh, cross platform usage like they started doing, you know, the, the year or two after um, the, the PS Now program even launched. As yeah. A beta. And then there's now yeah. browser support coming for uh games pass yeah so yes uh the ps now browser support sucks i actually tried it earlier today when trying to prepare for tonight's uh content and i'm like what what is this 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 is terrible like i'd rather go back to stadia at least that worked oh god that is not a good look at law right there that's just a lot right there not a Um, good look so wait 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 I, i know that this has been this has been a like this this has been kind of a hot topic at least in some of the forums that I'm in. Um because MLB the show which used to be a Sony exclusive game yes. is now coming yes. to uh Games Pass. Yes. Will I'm excited about it. I am very excited about that. Will other 
traditionally Sony centered games make the jump as well. Nah, I I I no, feel so like this well, is you, it's you not going to happen and I'll tell you exactly why it's not going to yeah. happen. Even though Sony this a Sony developer creates this game, the publishing deal is held by the MLB itself. So the mm. MLB is responsible for saying, "Yeah, we'll just put it on PlayStation only." Yeah, yeah, that's that's that that's, is that's what it, that's why I was gonna say it's not a place because ball. it's the because it's the MLB because that's like it only things like this would happen if there was another like PlayStation exclusive sports game. But now now that they do, now that they're doing this, there's no longer any PlayStation exclusive sports games anymore. Yeah, I'm just wondering if I mean, other games will like that were traditionally tradi- or developers who've traditionally always gone to uh, Sony. Nah, this is definitely more of a thing where there were no real like ch- like you know challengers for uh mm. sports games you know yeah like right. well it's not sports games it's like baseball games in general like they, yeah, they I mean, dropped what, off one after another exactly i mean what's what's sony gonna do tell the mlb no <laughs> exactly <laughs> MLB is like okay we will not put on your systems then yeah I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put past Sony. To Actually, I really and, wouldn't know. put yeah. past Sony. Honestly, <laughs> let's be honest there. Especially with Jim Ryan at the helm. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know who we are? We're, not we're the MFing Sony MFers. <laughs> I'm not saying they wouldn't do it. I'm just saying is... <laughs> it's in the realm of possibility. We, we've seen them do it yeah. before. <laughs> it's, that's uh, all it is. I mean, we we've been through a lot of Sony CEOs. You know, the main one we followed for a while. We had Jack Tran at the helm, who initially started off as a corporate garbo douche snozzle, and eventually he realized, oh hey, I could just be like a regular guy and <laughs> lead Sony through some of its most dominating time frames. Um, and after Jack, we had uh, I forget his name. Holy crap! <laughs> there was Sean Layton or something like that. I think so. Yeah, uh, and then Sean left. I was really shocked when Layton uh decided to step down, and then we got like this Jim Ryan guy who I was like, okay, let's see how you are. And I knew from the first time he showed his face during that PlayStation 5 reveal, because I think that was like the first time his face was like ever really shown to us. I was like, oh no, I don't think I'm going to like you. And to hear his comments about how, first of all, his comments on backwards compatibility, I was like, wow, this guy clearly does not get gaming. Mm -hmm. Uh, To the comments that he made recently with the uh the playstation store shutting down to just his overall viewpoint on how playstation should be and i'm just like no man this dude doesn't get it it's upsetting at least we'll never get another playstation home or oh god thank goodness man i was just watching a video about like 10 sony blunders and that was like high in the list and it just it hit me in my soul because i i remember like there was the the tears of virtual avatar for gaming there was you know well i i still stan the the xbox live avatar it is my favorite of that crop okay um and then there's yeah. the me which is basically you know your your playmobile <coughs> for um <laughs> it's your playmobile figure for virtual avatars and then there was the uncanny valley abomination that was playstation home that it, it felt like a really 
bargain basement create a character from like a Tony Hawk game. That's yeah. that's the Uncanny <laughs> Valley. Have you not looked at Second Life? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing Second is, Life, is at least Second Life tried. Yeah, that's true, and it still keeps going. No, it, it, the thing is, Second Life didn't have Sony money. That's also, that Sony has Sony money. I know, Zero I know. Excuses. It's yeah, just so like, weird also, that everyone tried that that digital avatar, and the only ones that are still around are Nintendo's and Microsoft. The two companies yes. I really expected them to bungle yeah. it. And the thing is, Microsoft took their digital avatars, and this is like their second iteration of them. It's not even like Nintendo, who was like, you know what? Why fix a broken thing? They kept those Miis, and they've been running with them just fine. First, you had the first, you had the heads, then they expanded to the bodies, and now we have what we have now. No yep. real changes. They've been consistent. They have Microsoft, their own games. This is their second. Yeah, this is their second iteration of their avatar it's not like they, they stopped the whole avatar program no they just legit upgraded it yeah that's how that's how cool microsoft is with it yeah and to be fair they they had the best balance of cute whimsy with customization options and oh boy kind of kind of tying into our our main topic today like that's one of the things i can really appreciate because you know custom characters especially in yeah. wrestling games that yeah. can make or break the experience. And when it came to these avatars, that's how I viewed it. I viewed it from the lens of someone who appreciates custom characters in a, a in a game. And I yeah. felt they had the best balance. And also, like, the actual, like, avatars for um, the Microsoft skins now are just fantastic. Like, the extra stuff you get, like, the actual costumes, they are actually fantastic this time around. Oh, like, what you get for, like, if you pre-order a game and whatnot. Yeah, they're actually good stuff this time around. I, I mean, they, they still had good stuff in the 360 generation because uh, I know I got some pretty cool uh, items from things like packs or like special anniversaries. Oh, yeah, for, that is true. Xbox. Yeah, like that, yeah. That, that that dope Xbox anniversary helmet. And that's that that all was this, cool. All yeah. this dumb, but very amusing stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, since we've already made the segue that I was trying to get to, uh, let's continue on with our main topic for the show, which is wrestling games. Uh, we are no stranger to wrestling games. We have all grown up on a huge variety of different wrestling games. Uh, some of us from the Super Nintendo era. Uh, a lot of us definitely made our heyday on the Nintendo 64 era of wrestling games, which some might probably say was like, the best time frame for wrestling games uh, and to the way wrestling games are now. So I think what we should do is just round table. Like let's talk about our fondest early wrestling game memory or like one old school wrestling game that you loved, why you loved it. You know, what about it kept you playing um, being that, Serpino is the resident retro gamer on our Monday night streams, and he's been doing some wrestling this week. Uh, why don't you lead the charge there and and tell us about some of your fondest old school wrestling game memories? Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I was gonna say I'm gonna uh, keep my segment a little short because of the fact that um, I do revisit a lot of these games frequently on my Monday night block. Um, as Ken mentioned, I'm actually in the middle of uh, the road to WrestleMania in uh, WWF WrestleMania 2000, which was the first uh, THQ produced uh, WWE game 
uh, f not just on that system, but in general. Um, and its sequel, No Mercy, uh, is considered to be the greatest professional wrestling game ever made uh, by all accounts. Uh, and it was on that generation. Um, for me, my earliest, even though I had dabbled in older wrestling games like uh, WrestleFest, which now has a spiritual successor with Retromania, which Lord knows I'm actually <laughs> very interested in trying out. Um, for me, I always go back to WWF Warzone, specifically the N64 version, because that was the game that really brought me back into wrestling. Like I saw the game. I remember, you know, hearing about how cool Stone Cold Steve Austin was. I was like, oh. I haven't checked out wrestling in a while, and, you know, I love my N64 games. Let me play this. Even though, looking back, it is not a great game in terms of its engine, it still has that special place in my heart because it's what got me to start watching the product again. I, you know, I started uh, playing the wrestling games annually uh, every year, so I was basically back uh, on the wagon in time for WWF WrestleMania 2000 and also No Mercy and I had even dabbled in uh, WCW NWO Revenge, which I tend to frequently showcase on on our channel. Because, um, you know, that even though I wasn't watching the WCW product, I was like, oh, this game looks kind of fun. And that was my first real experience with the legendary Aki engine that AEW is going to be basically looking to recreate God, and bring Aki into a new generation. Because so uh, they reached out to the... Yeah, <laughs> like it is literally the perfect wrestling engine. I, I could literally do an entire hours worth of exposition on this but the tldr is one of my earliest memories was with uh admittedly a lesser game but it laid the foundation to be exposed to arguably some of the best wrestling action ever brought to a console so that's that's my take awesome wally what about you what was what would you say was your most famous favorite old school um, wrestling game experience so when it came when it comes to old school wrestling games, um, my first my first old my first wrestling game was um, I think it was it was pro wrestling on Nintendo. That was my first wrestling game that I played. It was pro wrestling on Nintendo, um, and that I, I loved that game so much. Like me and my mom like would always play that game. That was like the first pro wrestling game I played. But if we want to go to like you know the realms of like you know licensed wrestling. Uh, the first one I played with regards to license wrestling was definitely a little unknown THQ game that flew under the radar called WCW versus the world. Like WCW versus the world was. <laughs> yeah, you're left because now you remember this game. You remember WCW yes, versus the world. WCW versus the world was such a buck wild wrestling game one it was developed by thq which was like part of the god tier of of like wrestling game dev devs back then but what was so cool about wcw versus the world one it had a button that you could press that you could interrupt matches and that was cool i loved that so you would just hit that button randomly as many times as you want and people would just run into the ring randomly. But that is not the most interesting thing about WCW versus the world. The interesting thing about WCW versus the world is that WCW versus the world was the very first ever wrestling game of, of an American Federation wrestling game to be developed in Japan. That's right. WCW versus the world had a Japanese, de had a Japanese development and uh, production. It was ported to Japanese consoles uh from japanese consoles before it came to the united states so this is a this is a first it's a very unknown wrestling game but 
that's actually a pretty big deal when you think about it. You want me to blow your mind even further? Uh, the game came out in 1996 in Japan, but then it came to stateside in 1997 in February. So, so I think the, 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 oh, yes. the one that I, I'm going to mention later, once Mario finishes what he's going to, I think mine predates that just a little bit. Uh, but go ahead, Mary. So that particular game is actually canonically the original virtual pro wrestling. Yes. It was localized for mm -hmm. WCW versus the world because of all the things that you mentioned. Uh, so that was literally a, a U.S. port of the original, original virtual pro wrestling, which would later go on to become the, the engine for all the WCW games that would lead to the WWF games that, you know, we, we are fondly remembering. Yeah. And also the uh, <laughs> the game developer has the funniest name ever. So is Asmic Ace, uh, also known at the time as the Man Breeze. This is literally yep. the only game that <laughs> the Man Breeze can be found as the developers for. And, and now you know. <laughs> and here's the thing is, so if you look up like the roster for WCW versus the world, so um, there is like, oh, there's an actual roster of about 24, maybe like, actually maybe about 20 wrestlers, you know, that have worked WCW like primes at that time. But then you have this long list of fictional wrestlers. And for the listeners at home, because you can't see us doing this, I'm doing air quotes because these were actual New Japan. Some of these are New Japan wrestlers at the time that they couldn't say were these guys were these guys because virtual pro wrestling used dudes from New Japan and other Japanese based companies. So you had guys like uh, let, let me read off this one. <clears throat> you had guys like Overdose, a.k.a. Road Warrior Hawk. You had guys like Sherlock. Guess who that was? <laughs> <laughs> that was Ken Shamrock. <laughs> then, oh gosh, uh, I, I'm, I'm just, ah. I, I'm, I'm like cry laughing at the irony wait, that wait, oh, the, I got I one more. Overdose. <laughs> I, I have one more. Yeah, if Major Tom, you know who Major Tom was? Oh no, Terry oh. Funk. Wow. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jaguar. Who was Jack? Who was Tiger Mask? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! No, really. Just look at the. Just look at the list. All right. Just look at the list. It's the great. Oh my god. Juice and Thunder Liger was a guy named Abispa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh. <laughs> CW versus the world, guys. Yeah, and this, oh, this again. This is what happens, like in the era of. You know, pre well before before the really gl uh, properly globalized uh, nature of pro wrestling, like yeah, wrestling fans who were really deep into the into the fandom would know about you know the Japanese federations, but also licensing and all the other stuff. It's like you could tell that they knew that the casual American viewer uh, was just not going to appreciate that. So why why make the license? We're just going to turn them into our we're going to turn them into our OCs. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna play with jaguar and you're gonna like it pal <laughs> no, well, that's the, remember it's not this man it's 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 your boy ted turner he's like he's, now let me tell you i want i want to take all these wrestlers right here and i want to make them put them in my video game i'm gonna pay a million dollars for these wrestlers i'm gonna put them in my video game don't tell that boy Vincent man i'm the better wrestling company yes i am 
I feel like there's a Captain Planet joke just waiting to happen here. But yes, yes. I've never right. forgiven him for that, by the way. I've never forgiven oh, Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I got glass in my eye. And my foot in your balls. <laughs> that oh, was not that sketch. <laughs> I, is that is that Ted Turner on the zipline? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was man. that was so. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Gino. <laughs> yes, Gino. Favorite wrestling game. Um, of all of old school. Which was, of old school, old school right? would probably be WCW Nitro, because it was the only wrestling game that I got on that played at the time on PC. That was it was <laughs> the first one on PC. Yeah, and oh, I just remember. Wow. It was a mess of a port on PC. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, it was kind of a kind of a mess of a game. I, I literally just oh, played that for the first time on uh, on the Monday Night Stream like two or three weeks ago. That <laughs> was rough. That game it, was. It's rough, a very rough right? game. Um, yeah, that especially game at the was time rough. when controllers weren't really a thing in '98 oh, no. on PC. Oh, no. <laughs> mm, yeah, not one yeah. bit. Oh, so you had to get I, I remember how I did this was um it, it, what I exactly remember is I had to use a joystick like an actual like think of your Atari joystick but oh. meant for peace and that's how yeah. I had to control everything oh no <laughs> oh, oh dang dude like I I was going to play that game uh, with the N64 version the, they used the C buttons because it was originally meant for a PlayStation controller. Yep, it was unplayable, right. so I had to go and- I remember that. I had to go into the digital library <laughs> and do do the, uh, <laughs> the PSX version because that was the only way I could physically play that game. Yep. Because uh, wow. it was impossible otherwise. So I'm like, I'm thinking how, in, uh, just how inconvenient that was on an N64 pad. God help me if I had to go through that experience. You are try you it are on a, a trooper. You are try a trooper, it on Gino. a what's it called? <laughs> try it on a keyboard and mouse setup. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like oh no, that's got to be terrible. Oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> but it, I think it was the first game that used full texture, like mapping. So there wasn't those weird gaps. From what Actually, I remember, that makes a lot of sense uh, based on on, on the, the the graphical structure of the game. Yeah, because um, sidebar it upscales very well. Uh, I mean, I was having some speed issues when I was playing it; like it was very accelerated. But oh, that's because um, damage up, is tied to frame rate. Uh, Any yeah, of these just, old games, damage is tied to frame rate nine out of ten times. Oh no, it's just like the whole gameplay; like everything was on turbo mode. But oh, I think that yeah. was just something to do with um, with the Duck Station program I was using. Ah, uh, but okay. it upscaled so nicely. Yeah. Um, so to your point, yeah, they they used good textures on yeah. that. That's the one that sticks out the most because it was just a hassle to play, but it was also still fun to play once you got it to work on PC. Um, I didn't have a PlayStation at the time, that's why. So <laughs> fair. <laughs> I I also love fair, how yeah. going back to uh, Wally's point about you know Buck Wild characters, they had some Buck Wild characters. Uh, I I did not realize until I was live and one of our uh, one of our pals, uh, Vampiric Yoda, stopped in and told me, "Oh, enter in this password. There are some insane hidden characters." I was like, "Okay, cool." I played as a ghost. I played as 
Annie May. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember it, it this. Like a, yeah. Like yeah. Oh my Kigu. gosh. I remember this. <laughs> and I was like, what is this fever dream of a wrestling game? Uh, it had the. It was these weird <laughs> buck wild hidden characters that you could just you could just play. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Like they they had they had random devs as uh playable characters <laughs> it's like this is some nba jam nonsense i was like okay this game is not great but at the same time just this sheer wildness of the of the hidden wrestlers i i had to applaud that it was the, it was choice the <laughs> other thing is it was also technically technically because i remember this the first quote-unquote online wrestling game for pc really it had network play but to set it up, if I remember correctly, I had to know my friend's IP address and I had to directly connect to his computer at the same time as he connected to mine. That's dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we're talking about 90s like windows like that was kind of oh, how you did online yeah which is even weirder and i'm now i'm now having dial-up noise uh ptsd yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you said aol and i just already hear oh the, the you whole could actually turbo i remember you could turbo that game actually at least on pc oh wow okay i remember my modem had a turbo button i don't know what it actually did it just made the wow. game faster, I think. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> so what about I you, think, Ken? <laughs> I think for me, uh, one of the great oldies that sticks out to me uh, was actually an arcade game, and that's uh, WWF Superstars. Back when, oh. back in the day, okay. when arcades were an actual thing. <laughs> uh, that that's was my thing. first wrestling game that I ever played. This still a <laughs> and, thing. Uh, this one, so much fun too. It was yeah, so much fun. Like, and that's it the was predecessor to uh, to WrestleFest that we were just talking about, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yep. I remember um, that was the first time I remember playing a game that had I had for to, for me at least was that stark difference uh, between a, the SNES port and a Sega port. Not Mortal Kombat. No, well, Mark, I mean, no, I mean, like, I like it was a different when it came to, like to the like the way the game looked. It definitely had a much different like uh, I, maybe like the the graphics for maybe the graphics for it were a little bit different than normal. Like, in, well, mm. not like graphics. I mean, like the like overall sprite design, overall game design, just looked a little bit different than when it compared it to the Genesis version. Kind of like how um, there was a stark difference between the SNES tournament fighters and the sega genesis tournament fighters it was kind of like that okay that yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i see yeah. what you're saying yeah. it's it's the i think on the sega system the sprites were cleaner that's what was it, it was yeah because yeah. i think what it was the i think the genesis had had a different um chip setting that that output to it that's because probably I think, what it was yeah because i think the um the the genesis had the same arcade it was what it was they were trying to do what um snk did where their home console could just be dropped into an arcade and then it could be blown up at to like multiple screen sizes, I think. That makes sense. Cause yeah, cause man, that game just looked so clean when it was ported onto the Genesis compared to the SNES. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I think Superstars was 
definitely my fondest memory. I know I cracked out hard on both SmackDown games for the PlayStation. So oh yeah, that 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 was like that was my wrestling crack. Which like one all my was friends' your favorite of the two, though. So I liked two specifically because the creator character mode in SmackDown Two uh, was just so much more robust than the first one. Yes. Um, <laughs> this, yes. Is <laughs> this is very true. Uh, I think I still have my copy of SmackDown 2. Let me go take a gander over at my PlayStation 1 collection <laughs> and, hope that it's, and hope that it's still up here. It is not. I am sad. Oh, man. That means it's still in storage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to like pop it back on with the memory card and everything, but like, oh my god, I made myself, I, they had like this one creator character where you could make him look like a, essentially he was a robot with like extendable limbs, like every punch was super exaggerated, he had like a drill arm attack, but it obviously <laughs> oh, was. You, you, you know why? You, you know why, right? No. So, the reason why this is, the reason why uh, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain and uh, SmackDown Games had really that buck wild character creation, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with WCW versus the world. You see, Smack the SmackDown Games use the same engine as the Kaneko Man games for PlayStation. Because of oh, this. Wait, yes. what? <laughs> oh, that's. That that explains a lot. <laughs> as the Command Wrestling Games on PlayStation, they use the same engine. Because of this, they use this. They use the assets from the Command create a character into SmackDown's create a character. That's why if you go through SmackDown's create a character stuff, you'll see Command fins. You'll see the Terry Man's dot on the forehead. You'll see things. Oh um, you'll see the Kaneko Buster is an actual move. Like stuff like that, you'll see that speckled in because the Kaneko Buster wasn't even a legal wrestling move until Samoa Joe did it. Think about it. It's also like totally banned right now because, unfortunately, yes, totally banned right now. <laughs> of Samoa so Joe. Think about it. So it's like, really, why would a Kaneko Buster be in this old of a game if not same engine? But that's but that's really the reason why because it was that's, same dev. You, they use the same engine awesome. and the assets were placed into the creative character. Yeah. Uh, that that that's the nostalgia of old school wrestling games out of the way. Obviously, wrestling games have continued to be a thing, mostly with uh, WWE's rest annual releases, which have saw a drastic decrease in uh, quality over the years recently. That's putting it lightly. I'm gonna try to be polite here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> decreasing quality to the granddaddy of them all <laughs> decreasing quality um, oh and it's funny because like some of the ones that have come out i've liked that like got niffed by like the community like for example um i think it was wwe all-stars that had like the super worded up look for the characters where you fight Undertaker at the end of the story mode. I really oh, enjoyed yeah. that game. That was, um, <laughs> was that the one that had that really interesting, like, fighting game style engine to it? Yeah, Somewhat, I think that, yeah. Was, um, <clears throat> that was one of their early attempts to kind of recapture the magic of the Aki engine, but also to yeah. something a little bit more arcadey, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it was fun. Like, I liked that game. And I feel like that that was, like, the last 
good THQ arcade style game because it was made by THQ. Uh, well, I think it was published by THQ. I don't know if they uh, made it. Was, it, it was it was dev by THQ San Diego. Okay, yeah. So that game like really stuck out to me, and then like whatever that ripoff attempt that recently came out, Battlegrounds. I can't remember the name. Oh yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, that game. Yeah. That game was terrible. Two K <laughs> Battlegrounds. <laughs> That was that was one of the things we were uh, grappling with <laughs> pre-show <laughs> to try and see if uh, we needed it for tonight, but it looks like we don't. So good news, everybody. We're going to be spared. We're going to be spared. Gonna talk about that. I, um, I I like the newer ones because I like how bro- how sh- how they shipped so broken. <laughs> like that's all I like about it at this point. At, like they they just they ship like two K shipped cursed games. They that's did. what they shipped. I, that was just that was just dope. It's just like dope. the game that doesn't even look so close to done. Yeah. Send it, it out. It's like you you're literally sending cursed games to people. It was just it like that that was a whole thing. That was just a whole thing. They, they shipped betas. Yeah. No, yeah. these aren't even betas. <laughs> they shipped public betas and charged $60 for them. No, <laughs> like, it was just everything about it just should not have been and, I, and and here's the worst thing about it. Even if you tried your best to look past all the, I'm not talking about like like writing and I'm talking about like you know the programming flaws that prevent you to not physically play the game. I'm not talking about the engine of the game. I'm not talking about the actual. I'm talking about glitches that prevent you stop looking playing the game. If you look past those glitches and try to actually find the game underneath all those glitches, it's still a really bad game. Yes, <laughs> you know it's, the it's a really bad game so and and it kind of goes like like you look at like modern like modern wrestling games which is sadly you know nothing but wwe right now like right now it was wwe before well no now it isn't not anymore but in With the past guest it was fire just, pro <laughs> yeah i was about to say <laughs> like isn't it fire pro, pro now well, now well, it's Fire the... Pro and, Retro- and Retroverse, but yeah. in the before that, it was just WWE. So WWE, were, they were the only ones doing this. They were the only ones putting out video games with a big name dev backing them up. So here's the thing is, because of that, they could put out anything they wanted and the wrestling fans would eat it up. You know, they, they there was no like reason for them to like say, like, why are we playing this crap? You know, there was no reason for them to say that. So yeah what are you gonna do play five-star wrestling pal <laughs> what are you gonna do go back to the impact zone pal like those are and i i'm yeah those out there just to acknowledge that yes we are aware that there are you know other wrestling games that do exist in the world but in terms of just pound for pound recognizability pound for pound marketing uh pound for pound exposure unfortunately WWE has, you know, much like in the wrestling industry until recent years, been the only game in town. Yeah, and that's just as that's a what happens. Note, sticking with the 2K games, uh, there was one iteration I can actually say nice things about, but look at where this is going, because in a weird way, it ties back to all the stuff that uh, you guys have been talking about uh, the past week and a half <laughs> on the show, and even some of the stuff we touched on earlier. That is WWE 2K13 which prominently features uh, the straight-edge superstar CM Punk as its uh, cover uh, cover superstar. Was the that game also the one that had, where they were trying to do the ice cream bar uh, campaign with it? 
Yes. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so this is important for a few reasons. Number one, I emphasize CM Punk because it explains a lot from where I'm going with this next. It, even though the 2K games were kind of an evolution uh, of what was pioneered in the SmackDown games that Ken talked about, further refined and made more simulation-like in the SmackDown versus Raw series, which kind of carried the torch for years until the 2K series started, uh, it... It had a nice balance of the simulation, but also, you know, the, the casual pick and play. It was a game I could still share with, you know, other casual uh, wrestling fans or people who just wanted to play a game in a group setting that like wrestling but hadn't followed in a while. It had that balance. You, you know, to, like, to and, go on what you're, what you're saying there. Yes. It's also if you ever go into like uh, back at back then, like when you see stores like remember Cyber Cafe and stuff like that, there were like actual stores that had consoles playing at the time. And that you could rent out games and you could play them right there. 2K13 was that one game that was always a constant, in my opinion. I always yes. saw it everywhere. Even far after the game was gone, 2K13 was always in rotation. And with good reason. It was a very well-made game. Here's the problem. First off, in actual wrestling backstage lore, uh, CM Punk famously walked out on the company in a way that burned bridges for many years to come. Big Vince and co were not happy about that. And you can imagine how that impacted the product, especially since they do annual releases. It's like, okay, CM Punk is uh, taking us to court. We need to just push this under the rug as quickly as possible. Hey, here's 2K14 with The Rock and that little shrimp Daniel Bryan. But years <laughs> later, I actually went back when I reacquired a PlayStation 3 to reacquire 2K13 because, again, it is the only 2K game that has come out in the last decade that was actually fun and playable, and I still had my old saves. You can't play it because even a used disc copy, first off, it's delisted on the stores, and yeah. it doesn't exist in any digital medium on uh, PlayStation Network. So keep that in mind. We've already complained about that plenty. You literally cannot even play a disc game. I had to basically trade that thing back in <laughs> because... I could not play the disc version because the servers are dead forever and key features are just server locked. So they basically just buried in the most literal sense, not just professional wrestling buried, they canon buried one of the best 2K games that they have ever released. Thank you for coming to my that TED Talk. Funny. Punk is the best that in the is, world. Wait, where's his ice cream <laughs> bar? <laughs> um, um, so, uh, so, so... Mario, are you telling me that you just want Punk in the Hall of Fame is what, what you're telling me? I, I want Punk to GTS everybody. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want him to GTS everybody, please. And give him an ice cream bar. We've, we've been waiting. It's been like 10 years. Where's, where's, where's the ice cream bar? Indeed. Um, now, one of the things that I wanted to also talk about before we uh, end the show wrestling games as nostalgic as they are uh, they bring about a great party sense of multiplayer you know where you can fight against other people we don't see wrestling games on the esports circuit you know fighting is like you know you have the FGC and fighting game is a very broad term you know with numerous different games making up the fighting game repertoire but why do you feel or why do we think that we have not had a fighting game in the competitive circuit, or at least a wrestling game in the fighting game circuit, uh, with the exception of one, because the only wrestling game that actually does have a competitive scene 
believe it or not, is Def Jam Fight for New York. <laughs> the game is amazing. That's because the game is amazing. Yeah. It's the real spiritual successor to No Mercy. And I, I mean that literally. It was. Yeah. It is, yeah. It, those games were the true follow ups to what was supposed to come for WWE before they totally changed their game plan. So, so why do we think like no other wrestling game has like made that jump or uh, I, I think about this a lot. I, this is something I think about all the time. And I can give you my answer. I know um, my answer. Same. It's it's easy <laughs> okay. because like for me, it's like it, it it's such they're simulators. They're not fighting games. These are games that are simulation games that you are controlling these two characters in. Like when it comes to fighting games, there's so many like high impact counters parries and everything it's such a high paced scene you drop a high pace like in all those high paced games and you drop this in there man they'll be boring to watch it would be so boring because like i said these are simulators they're not fighting games they're wrestling simulators my argument to that is farming simulator does actually have an esports like well, that's the thing is, though, that's Farming Simulator. I'm talking about in a, an actual competitive sense with two people yeah, controlling two carriages of the screen. It's like, that's what I mean. It's an actual simulator because you're not really doing button commands. You're just kind of like going up and hitting a button. And then the scenario comes in where it's like, OK, who's going to do what next? It's no real like command grabs there's no real like counters no real parries like on the same level as a fighting game yeah there are command grabs there are counters there are parries in wrestling games but there's none on the same level as a fighting game to make it want to watch it on a competitive level and just tune in like week after week or month after month of it uh, I'm, I'm gonna say kind of like a hybrid answer to to follow up on wally's point because you're right wally the fact that they are simulation games specifically the 2k games that's the biggest Achilles heel, not just for that game line, but also for why it doesn't make sense for esports. Let's go back for a moment to, you know, the, the, the Aki engine for all intents and purposes, or the Asmic Ace engine. Uh, that one, you, you mentioned, uh, Ken, that, you know, Def Jam Fight from New York has an esports scene. That is based off of the Asmic Ace engine and with good reason, because that engine does generate compelling matches. It does generate all of the things that uh, that Wally was saying really makes for compelling fighting game viewing. The problem is that the 2K line has done away with all of that. And until further notice, there is not going to be a game that really recaptures that that high level of competitive perfection that also has an easy pick up and play mechanic that the Asmic Ace engine has. That's why, again, to be a broken record. You know, No Mercy is considered the best wrestling game ever because that engine has held up for over 21 years. Facts. Facts. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... Because it's, it's pick-up-and-play, but it is also so in-depth that it can have the longevity of your Street Fighters. It can have your Technica... Like, you can have your, your Evo Moment 36s. Lord knows. Uh, <laughs> I talk about this all the time whenever uh, I, I play through those games and... Back when we were doing Retro Rumble here on the channel with uh, Neo Ivan coming over to DHQ and we would recreate some of our legendary battles like we could go on hour long, just just these these wars and people sitting there waiting their turn would still enjoy watching this because there was something compelling. There was suspense. And that's because the engine is so finely tuned to allow for that. And the 2K I, series strips all of that away I in favor remember. of 
watered down wrestling Madden. Okay. I remember, I remember playing No Mercy with my friend. Like we just came back from like a field trip, so we went back to play No Mercy. And I remember we were playing, and I kid you not, we had back to back five reversals. Like that was so awesome out of No Mercy. Yeah. You could grab someone, reversal. You could reverse their reversal, reverse their reversal. It was all about timing. You could have yes. like 10 reversals in a row if you timed it perfectly. That was so great about No Mercy. To even go for the fact of how much of a simulator the, the 2K games are, the fact that you can actually take 2K games and run it on like on AI alone and the same match over and over again on AI alone and every match would be different. That's how you know it's a simulator. I, I used to do that a I, lot with some of my wrestling games where I would set up like my mm. own matches and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and the, and the fact that you can run the simulator, view the simulator, pause the simulator, and drop yourself in as a playable character in the simulator, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I get that. It's also weird because, like, we see the eSport of 2K for basketball, at least, but it's probably because the engine is completely different and things like that. Yeah. I also, think the, sport the real... Is very different, too. Yeah. I think the real, the real culprit here is licensing. Of course. Oh, I 100% totally. believe that we all know Vince would never, never in a million years allow his product to have, to build its own community and like w without his hands all over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Unless and Vince I, I, I solely believe. Himself, he would not, yeah. Yeah. Unless I solely believe that is the it. sole reason why there is no wrestling esport game. Because yeah. <laughs> it is the antithesis <laughs> of everything that man stands for. <laughs> No, no. Remove AEW. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's Kenny Omega, you are our right. savior yeah. now. Because <laughs> the thing is, Vince will not never support anything unless he has at least seventy five percent creative control over it. Exactly. Because if you notice, and if you heard word right now, Vince is like slowly starting to like be more lenient on the whole thing of uh. Like, you know, people having their own Twitch channel and everything. Like, he's being more lenient as long as he has more control over them. That's exactly. The way works. And that's so screwed up. That's the worst thing about it. And oh, my God. That is why we'll never get, like, we'll, we'll never get one of the games, ha like, with that. Because if someone creates their own character and then creates, like, their own persona for the character and everything, and they do all, he would want oh, to own that. I, he would want to own that. No, Gino. It wouldn't even be that. It wouldn't be like if people made their own characters. Vince would love people to make, ah, you gotta make your own WWE superstars. No, yeah, yeah, I get that. Universe. But here's the thing is, though, what Vince wouldn't want, he wouldn't want the community to make their own groups within the community. He wouldn't want, yeah. like, WWE 2K teams. He would only want teams that he picked, that he made. He wouldn't want... Oh boy, I could really, I can get really deep into this, but I'm not gonna go there because, oh man, I don't want to get political up in this piece on my on my day coming back. But the <laughs> point is, there's a reason why Vince broke up their hurt business. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> just good long, days. loud, frustrated wrestling fan sigh. <laughs> so, like it, it's the reason. It, it's 100. I think probably because I didn't, I didn't grow up really paying fully attention to wrestling until I watched the uh, Toys That Made Us. 
uh, episode that talked about the wrestling Ooh. toys that, that I realized, <laughs> oh, this man really did destroy this entire industry and has a death grip on it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird. He he elevated it to new heights, but also just put it in a chokehold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A real yeah. choke at that. <laughs> he, he lifted it up by the neck. With his Basically. Firmly tightly around it. Yeah. You gotta oh. grab your competition by the neck and squeeze. <laughs> Actual Vince McMahon quote from the last episode of Nitro, which was simulcast with uh, Monday Night Raw, which was part of why I was doing some of these throwback games the past Oh few weeks my God. The 20th anniversary of that just passed. So that's hey. right. It did happen 20 years it's ago. It's all connected. <laughs> Indeed. Well, folks, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this look back at wrestling games in the video game circle, as well as our, you know, our thoughts on why wrestling games aren't in the esports scene. Lots of good reasons. Um, hopefully, that changes with AEW's wrestling game. I feel like AEW will be the one to make that move uh, to put this game in a more uh, social aspect and a more competitive circuit. That being said, uh, if you have enjoyed the conversation. For today, uh, let me know what you've thought about it over in our Discord, and you can uh, continue the conversation there and tag us in the uh, the Discord specifically. Let us know what you thought about. What's your favorite wrestling game? What wrestling games do you like? Uh, are you excited about the AEW game? Let me know. If you wish to uh, continue with uh, your support, we do appreciate all the follows and the likes and the shares. Uh, we can also check out our merch. We have our patented D hoodie, our D t-shirt, and our D mug for your purchasing pleasure. Uh, I myself have all three because uh, I'm cool like that. I rock my hoodie while drinking out of my D mug. <laughs> And what no, I'm you drinking? can't call an 800 number to go to D-Shop Zone. <laughs> we're, we're not cool like that. <laughs> not, not, not yet, right? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but what you can do is check out, you can check out our sponsor over at ImageAnime at ImageAnime.com and use our code DISCOUNT20 for 20% off all in-stock items. And if you want to check out what some of those items are, they are featured in a pop-up shop over at the Waypoint Cafe in the Lower East Side at 65 Ludlow, where you can find Gino and myself from time to time. They're also <laughs> setting up shop with the Tamashi Nations pop-up down in Midtown. And you can see that until April 25th of this year. They're open from 11 to 7. Tell the crew there that we said hi. They are the same people that run Image Anime as well. Um, Wally, it was good having you back on. Yeah. And uh, one of the things I've always missed is the is the panted Wally send off. And so, shut up, Ken. Shut the shut the hell up, Ken. Sit the, sit down. Shut the hell up. All right, Ken. Enough of your talking. I'm gonna end this show in the right way. You sit down right there, Ken. You listen out here. All you game developers out there, you listen all you game developers out there right now. Oh, Wally has about some words for you right now, so you better listen down and listen good. You sit there, all you game developers, you touch you thump your game Bibles, you say your prayers, and I hope your game gets optimized on your PCs, but it don't get you nowhere. You talk about your apologies, you talk about your, your patches at launch days, you talk about your 316s. Well, D316 says games should be done at launch. As for game of the year, I'm putting y'all on notice. All the AAA live services and the big game devs, I don't give a damn who you are. 
I don't give a, I don't give a damn about your staff time to give your staff not enough time to make your game. If you do that, you're on decodes list, and then by gum, we're gonna be fixing to run through all of them. Also, I never gave them if Activision, EA, Bioware. If it's decodes time to shine right now, and they're putting you on notice, and that's the bottom line, cause decode said so.